G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. This is Andrew McLennan. Praise and worship has been an expression of love towards God since Moses and Miriam came out of the Red Sea. And throughout history, God has placed his hand upon people to write songs that encourage many far and wide. There's a little-known church in Burpengary, Queensland, whose praise and worship blesses millions around the world. We have the joy of speaking today with Jesse Rose Rayner from Kingdom Culture Worship. Jesse Rose, welcome. Oh, thanks so much, Andrew. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. So tell us, Jesse Rose, we have people all across Australia and even overseas listening today. Tell us the story of a little-known church in Burpengary, Queensland, that now has millions of people listening to the worship. How did that happen? Wow. Well, I think you have to just say by the grace of God, because, yeah, it is a bit of an anomaly. Um, We're a small church plant uh, 10 years ago, um, started by a bunch of um, friends in a lounge room. And, yeah, a few years into our um, our church journey, we yeah, we started to write songs. Actually, we weren't trying to write for albums. We weren't we didn't have any like big grand ideas. Um, actually, like after church, um, a lot of the young adults would just go back um to like a little house. There was a share house that like a bunch of the, the worship guys were living in at the time. And after church, people just wanted more worship. And so they'd get together and they'd sing and they had their guitars and, and songs just started to organically um, come out of that place. And I think when we had like a collection of songs, I, um, I went to the, our senior pastor and I said, I, I feel like there's, these songs aren't just for us. And so um, our, our pastor actually took the risk of investing almost all of like what we had as saving and reserves um, at the time into this project. And yeah, and, it, and it's really taken off, which is pretty cool to see. And here we are. It reminds me of the story of uh, Amazing Grace. I'm sure when John Newton wrote that song, he was just trying to express his heart towards God. Little did he know that would be the biggest song in human history. Yeah. Wow, it's so true. Yeah, I think often the best ones, you're not trying to sit down and write a a smash, um, but it's just an honest expression. Um, and there's something authentic on that that carries something that people are drawn to. Yeah, so as I said, most people have probably not heard of Kingdom Culture Worship until right now. Can you tell us some mm. stats of how many people are listening, what nations are listening, and the impact Kingdom Culture Worship has had so far? Yeah, yeah. Um, I love talking about this because, yeah, I think it's it's cool to see what God can do with, um, yeah, honestly, just a small group of, of young people that are willing to give their yes. So, um, yeah, I think it's streaming in 188 countries now. So, yeah, streaming ar- around the world um, and really cool to see, like, it's in um, – you know, countries in the Middle East, closed nations um, that, you know, Saudi Arabia, there's different countries in North Africa, like where we, I'm not going to be able to get in there and, and sing worship, but it's so cool to see the songs um, being played there. Um, so, yeah, pretty much it's in every region of the world now. And I think it said 17, like all of our songs collectively, 17.5 million streams. Um, and, yeah, I think at 1.5 
million listeners. So, yeah, some big numbers and sort of hard to comprehend sometimes. Yeah, I really like the fact that it's going into the Middle East, that people in the Middle East are, are, t- are being touched and encouraged by the worship. I've mm. actually heard that Iran has the fastest growing church in the world now, the underground church movement. So do you have some wow. listeners in Iran? We do. Yeah, we do. It's crazy. Yeah, and so many closed nations. So that's, I didn't know it was the fastest growing church. And, oh, that's amazing to hear. Yeah, well, you that's might crazy. have to go there for a cup of tea one day. Apparently, if you go there, the people are so warm and hospitable. They love visitors coming, and they'll just invite you in for a cup of tea. And wow. the, the, the churches are all in houses and underground because, obviously, they can't have too many public meetings. But God is is moving there. So encouraging to hear the kingdom culture worship is a part of that. So let me ask you, that. Yeah. That's you know, let's be honest, most Christian artists or even just a secular artist would view those stats as success if numbers mean success. So how does the Kingdom Culture Worship team stay humble and servant-hearted mm. on this journey that you guys are on? I think that's a great question, and I think I think that's probably constantly um, – you have to constantly reevaluate that. But I think um, some of the things up until this point that's been really helpful, I think – um, everybody who's a part of like the writing and the albums, um, we all just like everyone except for me, I'm on part time for the church, but everybody else like is a volunteer. They all work and study and they're teachers. A lot of the guys on our, our team, they work in schools. It's a, um, they're living very normal, humble lives. Um, so I think it's, it's not like, uh, like celebrity or stardom. Um, I think sometimes, the, yeah, the statistics can feel a little bit removed from our, and our, our, our local church, you know, we all serve, we're all part of just um, serving regularly on the worship team, but also in other areas, you know, we'll serve on the cafe and um, yeah, on the door, like, yeah, everyone is involved and part of the local church. So I think that that's a factor. Um, everyone's still like just serving and giving in their normal lives. Um, and the other factor, like something that's probably a little bit unique about our setup until now is everyone, we've just um, reinvested all of the money straight back into the church. So um, all of the songwriters have willingly given that back um, in to just reinvest, which has been pretty cool and pretty cool to see the fruit of that. So, yeah, I think that's probably been three takeaways. That sounds pretty humble to me. And can you tell me, have you got some testimonies from people either in Australia or around the world who've been touched by the Kingdom Culture Worship that you've received? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we get... Um, we get testimonies like each week, but I'll I'll share I'll just share some that have really moved me. There was um, a couple in the states that um, were really blessed by one of our songs, "How Good the Lord Is," um, which sings about the goodness of God. And there's a line that talks about I'll tell these stories to my kids, and they um, and they really had they'd chosen that song as like their birth song. So she was pregnant, they were having a baby, but um, actually they lost their their, their son at birth, um, and so. And what, what they had hoped that song would have been was during his birth was actually like as they released him to the Lord. But then, and they t- sent us that testimony, like just saying how much that song administered to them in that obviously space of grief. But then um, about a year and a half later, they sent us a second testimony saying, um, you know, we the guys who messaged you and we just wanted to say we have um, given birth to our second child and we, we played How Good the Lord Is and, and we see God's faithfulness and goodness um, in, in, in the grief, in the heartache, in the loss, but also in his faithfulness to his promise. So I think that one was particularly moving um, to just see, just see their love for God and God using that song in such a sacred, holy, painful, but um, holy space. And then another one, there was a, a worship leader in um, 
in, in the Brisbane, Greater Brisbane region, and and uh, his his child um, was diagnosed with um, a like a, a tumor, like a cancerous tumor, and had to have a, a major operation, and she was under for uh, a number of hours. And he he said that he just had how good the Lord is on repeat, nonstop, um, for hours and hours in that hospital as he just declared the goodness of God over his little girl, and she is walking and, and talking and um, and in recovery and doing really well. So that was just a really powerful testimony to see. Um, and even I have a friend of mine who recently was battling cancer and he said that that was the only song, um, again, that same, it was Giants and How Good the Lord Is, which was a collaboration. He just said that that was the only thing he could listen to because he just wanted to fill himself with faith. So, um, and he's and he's doing really well as well. So just cool to see God, um, yeah, using these songs as like faith tools that people can then grab onto to to declare his goodness and his faithfulness in their lives. Yeah, they are such powerful testimonies, especially that first one, that uh, that couple in America. And, and again, I just sit yeah. here and I'm touched by that. I just sit here thinking, you guys are up mm. there in uh, in Burpengary, Queensland, just worshipping God because that's what you want to do. You just want to worship mm. God. And little do you know, there's a couple in America who are going to go through one of the, mm. the darkest periods in their life and mm. somehow you're going to be with them, encouraging them, speaking mm. to them. Because the Bible says, doesn't it, worship touches God's heart. But it also mm. encourages believers. You know, the Bible says, you know, mm. sing and make melody in your heart and, mm. and encourage one another, minister to one another. And just the thought of you guys just encouraging all these people who you may never meet in person around the world, just by having a heart after God, it's actually very, very encouraging, Jesse, very encouraging. And, and I guess my next question is then, what has the team learned on this journey you guys have been on? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I think, well, I think probably just, to jump back to what you said earlier, I think the importance of humility and guarding your heart. Because I think, um, I do think we are in in a shift in, in a time uh, with Christian music where I think probably 10 to 20 years ago, it wasn't very cool. Um, if you felt called to like be a worship leader and write worship songs, like it wasn't... Um, Necessary, like necessarily cool. Where I think now, like there's a whole booming industry for um, worship artists and worship, yeah, worship music artists. And I think, um, I think whenever something becomes cool and popular and attractive, I think you have to be even more intentional to really check your motives um, and check the purity of your heart. And I think that's something that I guess I a prayer that I constantly come back to, and I think our team constantly comes back to is like keep our worship pure. Um, I think it was pretty it was pretty special when we first released our album. Um, the median age of the band was like 18 or something. Like we had like 17 year olds, 18 year olds. I was 22 and I was like the oldest <laughs> running the, the, the oldie. band. Um, the oldie. But I think there was something really pure on a bunch of teenagers and, you know, early 20s, like um, just really wanting to write songs for God. And I think when, when yeah, when I guess when, when, Dreams start going up when stats start going up when money starts coming in. It can it it doesn't have to, but it has the potential to taint. And so I think keeping humble, keeping pure, checking your motives, um, also staying really connected to our local church is a really big value for us. We just um, made a decision that we didn't want to be a band that just was off doing a band thing, but actually being under the covering of um, a local church, being connected to a local community that's. Um, seeing people get saved and discipled and, and keeping connected to the heartbeat of our church 
um, I think that that's been something as well. Yeah, um, and that's great. Yeah, you know, just going, going back to your early point, how young you guys were, it just made me think straight away that famous Welsh revivalist Evan Roberts. Apparently he travelled mm. all around Wales with three or four just these 18 or even 17-year-old teenage girls who were his worshippers. And that was the revival mm. team. And I think he was in his early 20s as well, if not 18, 19. And amazing how God just sometimes yeah. uses young people to fulfill his mm. purposes on the earth. And sounds like you guys are definitely on that journey as well, Jesse. Now, I want to just finally mm. ask this question. What is next for KCW, Kingdom Culture Worship? What is coming up on the calendar, Jesse? July 16th, we have coming up a night of worship, live recording. It's going to be so good. Come along 5 p.m. at Kingdom Culture Church. We're recording um, a bunch of new tracks. And, yeah, we're just going to have a really powerful night of worship um, at our church. So, yeah, July 16th. Excellent. So a live recording of your worship at your church. So if anyone is within Kui of Burpengary, Queensland, they can search that up on the internet, check it out. But also they can check you out, can't they, on Spotify, Instagram, and it's all just Kingdom Culture Worship, correct? If they just search up Kingdom Culture Worship, there's only one on Spotify and Instagram, and they can enjoy and be blessed by their music. Jesse, it's been a real joy and a real pleasure hearing a small part of this story. And I sense in my heart this story's not over yet. And God has even bigger and better things, not just for you guys, but for the people all around the world being touched by kingdom culture worship. Thanks so much for having me on. It's my pleasure. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.